history shows us that when all confidence is lost in this, guess what they have to bring in to fix it? Coming up. I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst here at ITM Trading, a full-service physical gold and silver dealer, really specializing in custom strategies. And you know, you've heard me say this so many times, but I'll bet you those people that live in Zimbabwe really wish that they had a strategy and that they had positioned into this before their currency went into hyperinflation, which it did God, back in the mid-2000s. And supposedly it was fixed. No, it was never fixed. They just changed the rules. But let's talk about what's happening in Zimbabwe. And I really appreciate it when pre people bring things to my attention because I can't see everything. So this is fabulous because the question is, when you get to a point where hyperinflation is so rant, rampant and they issue gold coins, who really benefits? Zimbabweans that can't really afford it at that point? You want to buy it when it's cheap, when you can, and when it's affordable. So their inflation, well, let's call this hyperinflation because clearly that's what it is again, is back up to almost 192%. And that's official. So we know that it's much, much worse than that. And here's where they had the hyperinflation before it really. Have things gotten much better there? No, not really. It's just been going on for a long time. But the inflation rate more than doubled last month to 191, actually 0.6%, stoking memories of the hyperinflation of the 2000s that saw the Zimbabwean dollar re-denominated three times before uh, being effectively abandoned in 2009. And what that means, we talk about that overnight reset all the time when a government will take something like this, what, $10 trillion note and revalue it against what? Gold. So that this time though, that's what happened back in 2009. And effectively they were using US dollars and everything else because all confidence was lost in the Zimbabwean dollar. And many people, well, typically able-bodied men and women would go out and pan for gold so that they could sustain themselves and their families. You don't wanna to have to go out and pan for gold when you can buy it really easily. So I wanted to show you what gold in terms of the Zimbabwean dollar looks like, like through this period, right? So two all time highs. And then right now, as they're experiencing almost 192% official inflation, hyperinflation, of course, you're seeing the spot market push down. Why? It's really simple. A rising gold price is an indication of a failing currency. And governments do not, and central banks as well, do not want you to realize that this really has no value. 
nominally, look at all those zeros. Oh, here are all the zeros. Well, they were on that side too. All these zeros, 10 trillion times zero is still zero. No purchasing power. And it's really hard because we've been trained to think of things in nominal terms, but that really doesn't benefit at this point in time. So let's look at how that government and that central bank has been dealing with this inflation. World's most aggressive central bank raises key rates to 200%. What is all of this talk about 75 basis point move? Oh, maybe they'll do a hundred point basis point move. It's garbage. I don't believe that any a level of raising those interest rates is going to be able to tame the inflation this time because they brought, they did so much of this and that is now seeping out into the normal population, into the public's population. But they did lift the rate from 80% to 200%. Is that going to stop the inflation? No, it's not. Cumulative increase this year alone. Now, remember here in the U.S., we're talking about a 75 basis point move. In Europe, they're talking about a 25 to a 50 point basis move. But in Zimbabwe, they've done 14,000 point basis move in just this year and has it helped? No, they're hitting official almost, you know, 200% in inflation. So, and the other part that I really wanted to point out, because look, this resembles so much of what's happening here. Yes, the numbers are higher, 200 versus 8%, but you're seeing the same kind of thing where the official bank policy rate was held way down here as inflation roared. So I've got to tell you, this is the inflation rate. Did it really come down in 2021 to 50%? And what do you think that looks like when you're going to buy anything anyway? So will this help raising the rates from 80% to 200%? I don't think so because they don't stop doing right? They don't do the things that they need to, to clean up the mess that they made. Cause they don't even like to admit that their hands in the pie are what's causing all of the problems. It is unlikely that higher interest rates will curb Zimbabwe's high inflation rate. Okay. Let me change those words a little bit. It is unlikely that higher interest rates will curb the U.S.'s high inflation rate. It's not going to help. I'm sorry. I really wish that it was, but this is not the typical inflation that they are battling. Since 2008, the central bank has created so much money. And while they were going, well, look, it hasn't created inflation. I mean, your cost of living has gone up substantially since 2008, but look, it hasn't created inflation. All that inflation was held in what they targeted for reflation stocks, bonds, interest rates. This is really important to really realize. The committee noted that the increase in inflation was undermining consumer demand and confidence. 
yet think 200% inflation and consumer demand was a little off. It was undermining that. And oh, well, why wouldn't you have confidence if you're walking around? I mean, this can't buy anything anymore. But with a $10 trillion note in there, you're a trillion. I'm a trillionaire, but I can't buy anything with it. But they'd rather you put your wealth and keep it inside the system. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. So what do they do? They increase the interest rates uh, on deposits to inspire people to keep their money in the banks. Among other steps announced by the central bank are an increase in deposit rates to 40% from 12.5%. Wait a minute. Inflation is basically 200%. So that means that you're losing, right? By holding on to this, by even depositing it and getting some interest on it, at 40% with inflation running at 2%, you are a net loser, right? You don't even realize it. So when I look at what's happening in the US and in Europe and everywhere else around the world, even with the increase in wages and all of this, but none of this is keeping up with inflation. That genie is out of the bed, and it never did. That's why an average wage of 9,500 in the early 70s that would comfortably support a family of four, you know, I mean, now it takes two wage earners. And wow, some of the data that came in recently, $250,000 a year, and you're living paycheck to paycheck? Well, really, you have to realize, is it that that stake is worth that much more money or that the currency is worth that much less? But what holds it together is gold. Gold protects you from that inflation. Forget the spot market that is easy to manipulate. The physical market in your hand runs no political risk. And let me tell you, there's a lot of political risk out there. But the introduction of gold coins to provide an alternative store of value. Tell me what else is, is supplying a store of value. The currency sure isn't. And US dollars are now officially in use at least for the next five years. That sure isn't. But the coins to be minted by the state-owned Fidelity Gold Refineries, LTD, will be sold to the public through banking channels whatever they can do to keep the banks in business because that's how they transmit policy. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Okay, Zimbabweans to use gold coins for transactions and also to help reduce demand for US dollars. Gives them a lot more control if they're issuing the gold coins because frankly, when all confidence in this is gone, this is what you this is what countries and governments and central banks have always gone back to a hundred percent of the time to get your confidence back. So they're doing that to ease the demand of the high dollars. So these coins will be 22 carats 
and will be tradable outside the country. Why? Because gold does not need a government to say it's money. It is a global asset with use in every single sector of the global economy. It's that simple. So sure, you could take it anywhere and instantly have the same or similar level of purchasing power. They will also be used as security for loans and credit lines because this is stable. Now, in this country, of course, we don't want you to think of gold as money or, you know, anything other than an old relic. But this, or even these, are used in one area. This is used everywhere. What's more stable than that, honestly? Think about it. Zimbabwe Central Bank plans to sell gold coins to the public from July 25th, so coming up, as a store of value to stabilize the nation's tumbling currency and offer an alternative to the U.S. dollar. Who are they really doing this for? We're going to talk about that in a second, and I'm going to show you how we did the same thing in this country. But the gold coins will be available for sale to the public in both local currency, so you could use this to convert it into and U.S. dollars and other foreign currencies at a price based on the prevailing international price of gold and the cost of production. So you saw how I showed you in the beginning. Um, let me go back to it and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Okay, so you see how the spot market is dropping in here. I mean, it's still hitting a support level and all that, but it's dropping in here. I think that is in anticipation and in preparation for um, the issuance of these gold coins, frankly. Uh, and we did something very similar to that here in the U.S. But the 22 karat gold coin will be identified by a serial number, so it's going to be traceable, and can be easily converted into cash, tradable locally, so used as a tool of barter, and internationally used to transact. So anywhere in the world. Now in 19, now remember in 1933, they took gold away from the public and we could not use it again or have access to it more than five ounces other than the way that my uncle held it, which was pre-1933 gold coins. But in 1965, Magically and suddenly, when it was still illegal to hold more than five ounces in this country, we issued a gold certificate again. Now, who do you think knew about that gold certificate? The guys that came up with that laws. So they couldn't convert those certificates into physical gold at that time because you couldn't hold more than five ounces of it. But that certificate could certainly trade. What did they buy that out? Oh, maybe probably some around $35 an ounce, which was the official gold price. And all you had to do was hold it until it was made legal to own gold coins again. And then the spot market took off an intraday high of $8.25. So when you stop and think about it in terms of Zimbabwe, you know, how many people in that country are going to be able to even afford an ounce of gold? I think it's kind of interesting when you think about it. We're going to talk just a little bit more because I'm not the only person that's thought that. 
But what would they also want to do? You can convert U.S. dollars into gold coins, and that sops up or takes off the market U.S. dollars, which are also being used there now. Anything to try and battle this hyperinflation that they're going through, which honestly never really stopped. So this is a country that's been going through hyperinflation, well, officially since like 2006. That's a very long time, very long time. And so they say gold is expensive. I do not think many of us will afford to buy the coins. Many will continue to keep their money at home because they don't trust the banking system. And our confidence in our banks, I mean, this is the problem with high inflation, let alone hyperinflation. But the high inflation undermines the confidence, consumer confidence, inflation expectations. It's perception management. That's what they're trying to do is manage your perception so that you move forward in a manner that benefits them, not necessarily you. So most of the population there can't afford this anyway. Their hyperinflation has been going on for a really long time. So it's the wealthy that's going to benefit from them. The wealthy Zimbabweans. Zimbabweans have an uneasy relationship with the central bank and its policies as monetary authorities continue to fail the credibility test. And that is the test that is upon the U.S. central bank, the European central banks. So many central banks are now coming up to this credibility test. And let me tell you, they will fail it. They will fail it. They will fail it. You better protect yourself. It really is that simple. And when it comes to credibility, remember, it was in 2008 when the bank to bank, the interbank uh, lending plummeted. So it was in 2008 when banks no longer trusted other banks. 2015 with the Swiss surprise, central banks no longer trust central banks. And now just recently with the Fed saying a 50 point base basis raise 50 points and then they did 75 points, the markets no longer trust the central banks. It doesn't mean that they're not going to try and work together but it means that that credibility is gone from those three areas. There's only one area remaining, and that's the public believing that the central banks can actually do something. And I think you're all going to find out, we're all going to find out really shortly if we haven't already figured this out. They can't. This inflation, they've lost control already. That's why it's so important to get ready. In 2008, the year 100, well, this is a 10 trillion, but a 100 billion note went into circulation. So uh, Zimbabweans lost their savings, including pensions, when the Zimbabwean dollar crashed. It's still crashing. So the middle class obliterated. And we've watched the decline in the middle class in this country for quite some time. The government reintroduced the local currency in 2019, and we talked about it at the time, but it has rapidly lost value again. Shocker! Because they don't change behavior. They just 
change the rules. They change the way they present it to you, but they don't change behavior. Well, and sometimes it's too late, even if you try and change behavior, but we aren't there yet. 46% of Zimbabweans live in abject poverty. So again, who's going to benefit from the issuance of this one ounce gold coin? And remember, I didn't say 100% are in abject poverty. I don't want anybody to be in abject poverty, whether you're watching me or even many people that aren't paying attention to this at all. But a lot of people will end up that way. Do what you can while you still have the opportunity. While gold is on sale, cover your assets. Get them covered. Get prepared with food, water, energy, security, barterability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter. Get it done. Get it done, please. Last week, the finance minister said the gold coins will give you more value. Yes, because inflation does not erode its value because it is the only financial instrument or asset that runs absolutely zero counterparty risk. So yes, it's going to give you more value. Gold coins are used by investors internationally to hedge against inflation. I mean, these are simple facts. Their major role is to act as a store of value, but also to work as a viable investment asset. Why? because it is so severely undervalued. That's why it's not, I mean, gold never really changes. An ounce of gold is an ounce of gold. That number that you see on the spot market, so easy to manipulate and change how you think about gold. But gold doesn't require any government, any central bank or any market to say that it has value simply because it has the broadest base of utility the broadest base of buyer. The value of gold has always been increasing at times the global economy has been on recession. Well, everybody's talking about the upcoming recession now. Everybody is talking about it because it's pretty darn obvious. We are between a rock and a hard place. And, um, you know, this is what will save you, gold and silver. The high demand for the U.S. dollar in Zimbabwe out of the frying pan into the fire, which is fueling exchange rate volatility, would weaken as the public accepts the gold coins because, quite honestly, it's in our DNA. We've been trained to think of it as an old relic, but why are central banks accumulating it as quickly as they possibly can? because they know what they're doing to their currencies. And Zimbabwe is not alone in this. The new monetary policy intervention by the central bank would not address inflation, which is expected to continue soaring. So what they're really talking about here, and I get questions about this all the time, is a currency being backed by gold and convertible into it. So, oh, China's gonna back their currency with gold. No, they can't. And Zimbabwe can't back their currency with gold either, because as soon as they do, wherever that debt is, boom, it's fixed. 
and it's unpayable. So it's certainly not going to be payable if it's absolutely fixed because all they really do now to go into a new system is hyperinflated away. That's why when they reintroduced the Zimbabwean, the new Zimbabwean dollar in 2019, it rapidly lost value because they didn't put any store of value in there. That's why they're issuing the coins now because the wealthy are having a great impact. They want to hold their purchasing power. And that also puts them in a position to take advantage of what's happening. And that's part of the strategy that we utilize here at ITM Trading. Remember, I've studied currencies and currency life cycles since 1987. There are repeatable patterns. I'm seeing them all over the place. All over the place, I'm seeing these patterns that are the same as, as before and before and before. These are historic patterns. And even though I can't guarantee tomorrow because that's way beyond my control, I can tell you for a fact that if it smells like a duck and it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck and lays eggs like a duck, mm, it's probably a duck. So don't tell me it's an elephant. Don't tell me that it's something different. And this time is not going to be any different because we're not doing anything different. Maybe we're printing more money, et cetera, but we're really not doing anything different. And that's what happens when all confidence in the currency is lost. People fly to the safety of gold. That's why they have to suppress the price because they don't want you to buy this. Once you buy it, you're out of their system. Don't believe the lie. Get yourself into a proper position to not just weather the storm, but dare I say it, take advantage of it. Because if you think that inflation anywhere in the world right now is going away, if you think these central banks that got us into this mess to begin with know how to get us out, think again. You know how they're preparing to get themselves out of this mess and stay in control and stay and, and, and retain their, their power and their choices? This is what they're doing. They're accumulating gold. You need to be doing the same thing along with food, water, energy, security, barterability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter. Get it done because this inflation is only going to get a whole lot worse. And guess what? The wholesale prices feed into inflationary numbers. The time to get your gold is now. Just do it. You take possession, physical only, physical only. Because when they do this revaluation, they take something, this fiat money that has no intrinsic value is only used in one place and it gets revalued. These overnight devaluations, it gets revalued against gold. That is all intrinsic value. Fiat money, good money. The choice is yours. And I'm telling you, no doubt at all, no doubt, the time to get prepared is now. Get your gold, get your silver. If you don't have a strategy, call us. Just click that Calendly link below. Talk to one of our consultants. Get your personal strategy in place. 
It'll look similar to mine because we use my strategy as the foundation, but you have different circumstances. So all of these strategies are customized. Please get it done. What are you waiting for? No time to procrastinate. Look at all the things that are going on and swirling around you. The time to act is now. So if you haven't watched last week's interview with Dr. Ott and his meeting with the former Fed Chairman Paul Volcker, definitely do so and share that video and share this video with everybody that you possibly can. If you have a lot of friends on Facebook or however you might use your social media, please share these links. It is critical that everybody really understands what's going on. And if you haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe, leave us a comment, give us a thumbs up and, and help your neighbor, help your community understand what's going on because a hundred bazillion percent cover your assets now and do it with gold, do it with silver for barterability, just get it done. Make sure it's physical, make sure it's in your hands or close to where you can get it at a moment's notice. And until next we meet, please be safe out there. Hi, this is Mike Maloney with an Insider's Action Alert. This video might become available sometime this week on YouTube, but you as an insider get to see it first. Now, I want to uh, state again that this is not investment advice. The deal with insiders is that I tell you what I'm doing with my own investments. Uh, and so this is not advice. This is educational content only. And uh, there's going to be some education in here. So let's get right into it. Um, <clears throat> this is gold, and I made this chart. This is as of Friday. I made this chart on Saturday, but it always puts the date on here on stock charts of uh, the last trading day. <clears throat> and what I've done here is I've got Fibonacci's from the low in 2015. Now, these Fibonacci sequences, these occur all over nature, and they occur in herding patterns. And humans sort of operate in herds. So very often these things uh, can predict the future. And so I've got it from the 2015 low up to the high uh, back in 2020. And then another Fibonacci from the pandemic plunge COVID crash uh, of 2020 to the high. And two of them land right on top of each other. So I made a purchase just a few minutes ago. I purchased some silver and I'll show you why it was silver in a minute. I'm showing you the gold chart. The reason I'm doing this is because gold is so much larger a market than silver. It drags silver all over the place with it. But the gold silver, you know, sometimes silver doesn't keep up. Sometimes it runs past gold and then the gold silver ratio changes. Right now, uh, uh, silver has plunged more than gold, and that's caused the gold-silver ratio, which we're going to get to in a minute, to go up into the 90s. Uh, so anyway, my analysis here was mostly on gold, and I'm going to show you that a long time ago, I made these uh, predictions of these different levels and said, 
if uh, gold gets back to these levels, I will be making a buy. Or if silver gets back to certain levels, I will be making a buy. So let's take a look at the next chart. This is the gold-silver ratio. <clears throat> and I just, this goes back 51 years. This goes back to right when we came off of the Bretton Woods system and gold became free trading again. So before this, the uh, line is pretty much just a straight line back to 1934. And then it changes a little bit with the revaluation of gold in 1934. And it's a straight line again, going back to the Civil War pretty much. Uh, anyway, as far as face values of coins, silver did trade on, a free, on the free market. It wasn't under as much suppression as gold was. And so the gold-silver ratio does go way up and down during that time. But uh, back before this, it was, uh, you know, pretty much along with this. And uh, we've got this here starting right around August 15th of 71 when gold became free trading. But I want you to look at how often you get to uh, take advantage of the opportunity to price silver at 190th of gold's price. So here we are today. And, you know, there was a little bit during the COVID crash. Uh, silver crashed a lot more than gold. So you could for, and I did pick up some silver, uh, probably in this area. I missed that bottom, uh, but I did, I got, you know, I was like a week before and a week after the uh, exact bottom with a couple of purchases. But look, there, if you add all of this up, look at the spread down here of one year, and then add up this and these, these little peaks and these, and that, and you end up with about one year out of 51 that you could purchase silver this undervalued compared to gold. And so that is the reason that even though I'm analyzing gold mostly, I purchase silver. The reason I'm analyzing gold mostly is the silver charts have just become too screwed up to actually uh, uh, measure anything and make any predictions with. Now, inflation, the CP lie. Uh, if you did not watch last week's video on, I think it was $10 a gallon or $15 a gallon gasoline, question mark, watch that video because uh, when it comes to the CPI or the CPI, when it comes to inflation, there's still a lot of it ahead of us in the future. This is the checking accounts. It's what's in checkable deposits and currency held by the bottom 50%. So because this is the bottom 50% of the wealth percentiles, this is what is going to get spent on gasoline and groceries. And what you see here is them having around 100 billion, uh, 90 billion in their checking accounts. And then suddenly it's 275 billion since the pandemic. Now, <clears throat> this will... What this seeks is levels where the public is comfortable with what they've got in their checking account. Back here, they thought they were missing out on things, and a lot of them were trying to get real estate and stuff. Checking accounts went fairly low then, but the economy was booming. They uh, uh, thought things were going along just fine. They were sort of comfortable. That uh, sudden unraveling of the subprime mortgages happened very fast, and before that, 
uh, people thought that the economy was just going to continue on. And there was this saying, oh, real estate never goes down. Invest in real estate because it never goes down. <laughs> anyway, they had $90 billion uh, back in 1995. And here we were at close to the same levels just before the pandemic. So this is sort of a comfort zone. I would expect this to come out of their checking accounts and back down into this comfort zone. Right now, we have anxiety over the Ukraine, uh, over inflation, over the stock markets. But uh, you are going to see a majority of this excess currency that's in their checking accounts leak out because this has to balance with the rest of the economy. So it's got to balance with the amount of goods and services that are available, and then the anxiety levels of people will determine the velocity, how often a dollar is used in, in, a trans in transactions during a year. And so the only way that we could possibly see um, a recession in front of us and prices not continuing to rise is if that recession is pretty much a depression. If we have a sudden depression uh, and velocity slows so much to one half the number of transactions going on, retail transactions, or a third, I mean, that would literally be a depression. That will keep uh, this, the anxiety will keep this currency in checking accounts. Uh, it'll keep prices from rising because the velocity slows so much. But one day, this currency is coming out, and right now it is. They say we've got 9% year over, you know, 9.1 year-over-year uh, year inflation, and that is the CP lie. You drill down, you look at energy costs and, and all of this stuff, and you see that it's baked in the cake. This is in the pipeline. $10 a gallon gas or more is an inevitability, so we need to keep up with all of this. Another thing I covered was the top 1% uh, of income earners, the top 1% wealth percent percentiles. Uh, now, when you take a look at this one, we were at like 120, no, 220 billion, and then it dropped down to like 175. Or no, I guess that would be about a, 150 billion in their checking accounts. So suddenly there's 1.25 trillion <laughs> in their checking accounts on this top 1%. This is an enormous increase, but not much of this is going to go toward groceries and gasoline. Most of it is going to end up seeking assets. With the stock markets crashing, with people finding out how insane the bubble was in stocks, in bonds, and in commercial and residential real estate, what do you think, where do you think that this currency is going? This currency is going to seek things like gold, silver, and, and farmland, and things that are still undervalued, other commodities. And so that is where this is going, and those will end up going big, up big time. Uh, total demand deposits. So now this includes corporations and such, so businesses. And, you know, we're, we're approaching $5 trillion in total demand deposits. And before the, uh, the uh, pandemic, there was about $1.5 trillion. Now it's up at $5 trillion. So this is totally insane. There is uh, a general inflation coming while we have deflation of residential, commercial, real estate, and the stock, stock market. And bonds are also in a bubble. Now, uh, this is the CPI. Uh, take a look at the direction this is heading. It's a very steep line, steeper than it was here in the 70s. I'm going to go to a logarithmic chart here because I want to focus on this portion in the 70s. 
the stock market bumped its head in 1966, right there. Inflation started to take off as the stock market, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, uh, went up. And I'm going to reverse flip the chart over for you. No. Yeah, this way. Um, I'm going to flip the chart over for you. It went up, bumped its head on 1,000 points, and it couldn't break through decisively until 1982. And so that is the area that I've got outlined here. This is where the stock market did nothing during raging inflation. And it's about a 70% loss in purchasing power while the stock market went sideways. Uh, so this raging inflation, uh, was it was huge. But stocks did poorly. What did gold do? It went from $35 an ounce to $850 an ounce. Well, today we have this raging inflation starting and we can see in all of the checking accounts that this is probably going to continue for some time until all of this excess currency gets absorbed. Uh, prices are a function of the quantity of currency times the velocity of currency and then the how many goods and services there are out there. Uh, we've got some supply chain disruptions and some shortages, so that is going to cause prices to go even higher with this incredible quantity of currency that is suddenly in people's checking accounts. Now, <clears throat> the Fed is trapped. This, is, this was the condition of the federal debt to GDP um, in the 70s when uh, Paul Volcker was the chairman of the Fed. Paul Volcker was able to raise rates all the way up to, I think there was a day in 1980 or 82 where the Fed funds rate hit something like 22%. So I can't remember the exact figure, I'm sorry, but it was over 20. So you had these, uh, he had to go significantly, I mean, uh, not basis points, but percentage points over the uh, rate of inflation to get inflation under control. Well, we've got over 9% inflation on the CPI. They used to calculate the CPI differently then. It was truly uh, the consumer price index. Today, it's the CPI. It's probably more like 12% or 15% than the 9.1 that they're claiming. But can you imagine what would happen if, uh, if, if uh, Jerome Powell took interest rates up to 11 percent, 11 and a half, 12 percent, wherever he needs to go to actually stop inflation with all of that currency sitting in people's checking accounts. It's just not going to happen. That would crash the stock markets, the bond market, uh, and uh, uh, real estate. And the only things that would do well would be gold and silver. And gold is a threat to the U.S. dollar. Now, we are starting off with debt levels way up here over 120% of GDP, more than fighting two wars on both sides of the world at once, world wars all over Europe, North Africa, all the way into the USSR, and then all over the South Pacific, from Hawaii to Burma. And as, as far north, I didn't know this, but when I was uh, investigating some of this recently, some of the fighting actually took place on some of the Aleutian Islands chains of Alaska. So it went as far north of Alaska and as far south as almost to Australia. I mean, that was an enormous uh, battlefield there. And then uh, the same thing going on all over Europe, most countries on the planet being involved in it. And, uh, and we, that's what 
this was right here. And then we had the baby boom generation come along so that uh, the increase in uh, goods and services, and we were coming out of the Great Depression, not from one of the greatest bubbles in history. So coming out of the Great Depression and having more demand for goods and services and building structure infrastructure such as factories and so on. I'm not talking about just roads and bridges, but real production facilities. Now we have the financials, financialization of the economy. We have uh, uh, bubbles everywhere. Uh, we've got deficit, deficit spending that is already insane. And the Fed cannot raise rates to 11% without crashing everything, which reduces tax revenues, which increases the deficits. I mean, they, they are trapped. We are coming toward an end game of this whole situation. Uh, and so they can't, even though we've got the same raging inflation that we had in this period, they can't respond to it the same way in this period. It's just impossible. Let's move on to the next chart. This is the US dollar. Uh, you know, uh, here was the 70s where we had the raging inflation. Paul Volcker got it under control. Suddenly the dollar uh, gained all of this purchasing power against other currencies. That's what this chart is. <clears throat> you can see that the dollar has gone up recently. We just went up significantly here, up to 107. Uh, it was actually 108 point something. It was a breath away from 108.7. It was a breath away from 109. Now, I said earlier, if it breaks significantly above these tops at 104, that we're probably headed toward this red line above 120 here, somewhere in this region. So these are the Fibonacci's. Uh, and so somewhere between this blue and red line is probably the next stop. And, and so we have to clear, though, this 38.2% uh, retracement significantly. Once we've done that, there's just no resistance. And Brent Johnson's dollar milkshake theory is coming true. And the dollar is going up here while it's shrinking in purchasing power. This is the dollar measured against other currencies, not measured against goods and services. The dollar is losing officially 9.1% per year. That's the official number this month. But we know that that is a lie. And so it's, it's losing like 10, 12, 15% per year, yet it's gaining on all of the other currencies, proving that these currencies are just things that have basically jumped out of an airplane. They're all falling at different rates. Gold is still in that airplane. And what you're going to see as the result of all this eventually is an explosion in precious metals. Uh, so moving on to the next chart, I want to point out that I made this chart at the end of October in 2020. So this chart is a few years old. And the reason I want to show you this is because I, I did fibs from the uh, pandemic plunge COVID crash uh, and uh, those Fibonacci uh, pointed out to a couple things. And I said, you know, I'd be making a buy on these things. And I noticed that the 200-day moving average and the 50% retracement were converging. That was a double magnet. We didn't like fall to that area. However, we just hit uh, 1698 was the low a couple of days ago. And uh, so this, is, this says 1771, 1695 for the 61.8% retracement on the pandemic plunge. I've got another chart here 
This is uh, August 11th of 2021, and uh, uh, this is from the 2015 low and from the pandemic plunge. And there was the 61.8% retracement from the high down toward the pandemic plunge, uh, and it landed right on top of the 38% retracement from the 2015 low. And I did this back then. I just showed you the same chart. This says 1690 on here. This one says uh, 1689. You can't actually, because this is such a long-term chart, you can't get these lines to fall exact. But it's in this range of the, the uh, 1690 to 1700 is where these lines are falling. And so this is the reason I made my purchase, but I didn't buy gold. I bought silver. But silver, uh, you know, it's already broken through the 61.8% retracement from the pandemic plunge. And going back to uh, tw the 2015 low, this pandemic plunge went lower than that. So there's no point in going any lower, any further back in time than this. Uh, so it's broken uh, the 61.8% retracement already. It's still pretty close. But look at all of this support zone of all of this trading. So we're down in this support zone. If gold goes up from here, from here, then it will drag silver with it. I want you to also notice this inverted head and shoulders pattern on silver. Gold has the same thing. I'll point it out again later. But um, And if you take this and draw a uh, neckline right there on the, uh, the shoulders, the armpits basically, <laughs> flip this head upside down, it predicted silver's move just about perfectly. So this is a head and shoulders pattern that really worked out well. Um, but uh, this is the reason that I've purchased silver. We're down in this big support zone. Now, I am hoping and praying, and I know you guys hate this when I say that, that silver takes this plunge back to, I hope we go and do 100% retracement and we have the opportunity to buy silver in the 11s again because it won't stay there and it's going to take off and triple digit silver is inevitable. Uh, there, there was a video done on that a while back. So here's October 30th of 2020 and I had drawn the same chart except I didn't line this up perfectly well on that uh, low and I um, and the major support range and the, the fibs. And so I had said, if it drops down to here, I will be making a buy. If it drops down to here, I'm going to make another buy. And so uh, this is gold, not silver. Um, and here is gold from August of 2021, going back to the 2015 low uh, and also from the pandemic plunge. And you can see uh, that, you know, back in August, this is basically the same chart that I just did. Uh, and I had said that, you know, if we see these levels again, I will be a buyer. And so I'm living up to that commitment. Uh, now, some people will say that I make these videos just to sell gold and silver. I'm doing, I'm telling you what I am doing. I'm not uh, making any advice. And if that was true, why would I tell you that I bought Tesla stock? You know, uh, I can't influence the price of Tesla at all, and I can't make a dime off of it. I tell you what I'm doing. Anyway, um, 
Uh, this is the silver chart from October of 2020. And, uh, you know, it's the same chart that I have uh, been showing you now. Uh, and so these price levels that we're at are the price levels that I uh, uh, sort of targeted years ago. And we're there and I'm making my purchases now that we're down in these areas. Now, a lot of people are tired of the manipulation. They say, when will this manipulation end? Other people don't believe in the manipulation. Well, <clears throat> this is uh, a chart that uh, of the, uh, the futures, and so it's metals, precious metals derivatives uh, insured at U.S. commercial banks and savings associations because they are insured at these savings associations. The controller of the, the controller of the currency, the U.S. controller general of the currency, uh, made them do a full disclosure, a different uh, accounting method. So this Q1 of uh, this year is the difference between the old accounting method where they were hiding a bunch of the man manipulation and the full accounting method that they were forced to disclose. And most of this is JP Morgan. And so uh, this is the manipulation. All manipulations end. If it's manipulated and they are suppressing it, it just means that you get to buy at an artificially discounted price. The price is far far lower than it would be if this stuff wasn't going on. They're holding this down because of inflation. Uh, there are some articles. We'll put some links somewhere where you can read these articles. Uh, this comes to an end. It came to an end in 1934. They had been on uh, $20.67 an ounce, which is 1 20th of an ounce of gold per dollar, uh, to $35 an ounce in 1934 because once the Federal Reserve was established, there was a 40% reserve ratio. So we had gotten to a point where for every uh, uh, $50 that they put in circulation, there was a $20 gold piece or the equivalent of that much in the vaults. That's a 40% reserve ratio. Um, and uh, during that uh, deflation that was happening, so this is deflation, uh, the public knew there was something wrong with the currency. They were going into banks and they were getting their gold. There was a run on gold uh, in 1933, several bank runs. And each time, you, if you look at the charts, you see gold being depleted rapidly during those bank runs. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so this manipulation will come to an end. If you, so they lost control in 1935, uh, or 1934. Gold went from 20 to 35. Then it was at $35 an ounce until 71, and they lost control again. They, they started the London gold pool in the late 60s to suppress it, and they were dumping tons of gold onto the open market because the free market price of gold had started to diverge from the official central bank price of gold, and they were trying to prevent that divergence. And <clears throat> they spent so much gold trying to hold the price down, and they lost control. Nixon had to, take, to close the gold window and take us off of the Bretton Woods system. And so that suppression ended. What happened? Gold went from $35 an ounce to $850. Okay, this is a suppression. It's the opportunity. And this is one reason that you can buy it at such a discount today. It's artificially suppressed, which brings us back to the original chart. Here we are, 
from 2015 to today, and the 38.2% uh, retracement falls right on top of the 61.8% retracement. This should be a good support zone. We nev may never see gold prices this low again. Who knows? I am hoping and praying that it falls right back down to this level so that I, so I keep a little bit of cash. But uh, if, if it does drop down to that level, I will be begging, borrowing, and stealing anything I can to back up the truck and buy with both hands. Um, I want to thank you for watching. Those are the changes in my portfolio. I just made a, a, a purchase of silver, not gold, because today you can get it at less than 1 90th of gold's price. Well, thank you for watching. We'll see you next time. At goldsilver.com, we have a price match guarantee, free shipping, global storage options, and phenomenal customer service. Thanks for making goldsilver.com your bullion dealer.